you can't say you're a disciple of Jesus and not experience the supernatural. It's yeah, Jesus is a supernatural. Like, how can you? You can't just by default by walking with Jesus, you've got to see the the power of God. But a lot of people don't see it. So then, are you a disciple of Jesus? Because it's impossible to walk with Jesus and not see the power of God. You can't. It's just his nature. Welcome to the Hacker Podcast. Today we had Sam Renema join the podcast for the second time, where we continued a discussion on what makes a disciple. For those who don't know, he's a minister and evangelist. If you're interested in hearing Sam's backstory, please check out episode 47. We're excited for you to hear this conversation. We love seeing new reviews of the podcast, and this one comes from Pastor Poe Hikola. He actually was a previous guest of the show. He says, awesome podcast filled with richness and spiritual nourishment for all. Whether you are young or old, perhaps still unsure on what to do with your life, this is a great platform to help you build, strengthen, and propel your ministry in the direction where God wants you to be. To all the pastors, encourage your leaders, ministers, to complement their studying of God's word with the pearls of wisdom and experiences shared in this podcast. We're so grateful for that incredible review. Also, for those who don't know, the Hacker Podcast is available on multiple platforms. You can subscribe to us on YouTube or follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, let's get to the conversation. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thanks for having us back on. I feel privileged to uh, have a call back. And <laughs> it's good to be here. Well, this time uh, we've got some reinforcements. Stefan's here to to chat with you as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, yeah. it's good to see. You. It's like the fifth day in a row, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been pretty crazy, crazy weekend. Eh? Yeah, we had uh, a great weekend, brother Timothy Lee. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was some awesome teaching, and I don't know. I'm just excited to sort of have church as normal. You know, yeah. we haven't had yeah. events like that for for a while. Yeah, it's been a while, and. Yeah, he just really added a lot of value, mm. a lot of value to 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 us. He, he's a preaching and teaching machine. Yeah, he just keeps going. He's he's a, yeah, yeah. Can, if um, well, he's definitely he's he's uh, been mentored by Brother Chester Wright, so yeah, <laughs> you can go for a long time. So yeah, I've heard um, stories about Brother Wright going like three hours, yeah, exactly, you know, nonstop. Yeah. I think if there was no restraints, um, could you know, be. I shared this on the weekend. I went over to. Um, uh, to, I might have touched on it. Yeah, um, went over to Singapore mm-hmm. for discipleship. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. conference where it was hosted by mm-hmm. Tabernacle Joe, by the Timothy Lee, and we had some long sessions, nine a.m. in the morning till about eleven o'clock at night. But they're intensive weekends. It was only over two days, so sh- yeah, yeah, tough yeah. but quick. Yeah, Tabernacle Joy is a great church, and like oh. when they. Focus on something they really that's it. They really yeah. focus on it. Yeah, yeah, no yeah they're well. big on systems. They are huge on yeah, systems, which yeah. is good. Which yeah. I love, you know. Absolutely, being yeah. the, the person that I am, like yeah. you know, <laughs> I could talk about that stuff all yeah, day. Yeah. Most people are like, oh, okay, we're done. But yeah, they, um, the head office reminds me of something like it in Google. I feel like <laughs> <I'm> in Google, <laughs> just all, everyone's just just working away, you know, plugging and plowing away. Like yeah. it's crazy. You walk walk in and see uh, Sister Lee, like her setup, her desk. It's like yeah. a it's like a starboard, you know. And yeah, yeah. And then yeah, you've yeah. got the uh, smart board in the corner. Yeah, yeah. It's they're cool. Yeah, they're they're definitely like pioneers in that mm-hmm. area. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. And and you've been working in like the, you talked about going to discipleship, and and you've yep. been doing discipleship for a number of years, leading the leading it at our church. Yep. And we had you recently. Uh, I think it was episode 47 that you were on. We talked a bit about discipleship. We touched on altar work and that sort of stuff. And I just felt like we, because we went through your story and we talked about all that, which everyone loves and and I enjoyed. And and if you haven't heard Sam's story, you should go back and and listen to episode 47. It's really uh, a powerful testimony. Um, But wanted to get you to back back on to talk specifically about discipleship um, because it's very important. Everyone talks about, you know, we need to make disciples. The church is about making disciples. And and sometimes we hear that, but we don't exactly know what it means to make a disciple or what is it that we're aiming for, that sort of thing. So I thought it would be awesome to have you on 
in, in this sort of format to kind of break that down for us, at least what, what you see, what you believe the Bible teaches about mm. discipleship and how to make a disciple? Yeah, I guess, um, to be honest, like, I remember a few years back, not long after I got licensed, um, Pastor Stan asked me if I'll oversee the Disciple Makers Department, which is a department um, that focuses on those foundational Bible studies to new converts. Mm-hmm. And not, not just new converts, just people that have been in church for a while and you know maybe not have had that one-on-one Bible study or that you know engage in that discipleship process at and from there, I guess I I started to look into discipleship a little bit more, um, and and like I already mentioned, I 2016, uh, oh no, it would have been like 2018 actually. Sorry, uh, went to Singapore, um, and uh, you know attended the Disciple Shift conference that was run by Tabernacle Joy, and they had, um, uh, I think it's. Uh, uh, Aaron Brother Gleason Little, was there. Brother Gleason was there. Uh, Doctor Little, I oh, forgot yeah, his first Brother name. Littles, yeah. yeah, so James Little's. Yes, uh, and it was it was as you know, like I already mentioned, it was kind of an intense two day, but I learned so much, and it did shift like my mindset mm. and the way we look at um, discipleship, and um, and I, I, you know, a lot of it. Um, was kind of focused on uh, Brother Stan Gleason's book as well, Follow to Lead, which is a great book on discipleship. Highly recommend it. And, um, yeah, just I, I guess I was really challenged um, with how do, you know, how much the 21st century church culture has inf- has influenced discipleship. You know how how different is discipleship in the twenty first century compared to discipleship in the first century? Mm. You know, mm. so it was very, you know. Um, what What do you mean by that? Well, because you know of the way we do church. Like Sundays, right. we have we do we have our services. We have a building we'll come to. You know, we have all those ministries in church. You know, you have creche and um, you know Sunday school and ushers and you know we have a music team an audio team you know we have even our um sunday services the way they're structured you know worship preaching of the word altar call this is all 21st century stuff you know in in a way like it's they didn't have those kind of um things those resources in the first century you know just things like that that's what yeah. I, I meant and um and i i guess i um a lot of it was you know, what does discipleship mean in the 21st century in that context? Like, is it just, is it someone that just comes to church? You know, are they involved in ministry? Um, is that a disciple? Are they paying the tithes? Uh, <laughs> you know, things like that, you know what I mean? Compared to, like, what the 21st century mm-hmm. uh, disciples were like, you know. And, and obviously, there's a lot more freedom, you know. We're not, we're not... Um, running away from persecution yet, yeah. you know, but just how we view discipleship in that. And, and so I, I guess it was that that really challenged me, that conference really challenged me in, you know, of going back to basics. Yeah. And I think we are. I think it, like, um, the whole church community, you know, I, I, I don't know, like, this is just my opinion. I think we're shifting away from church growth, like that genre of church growth and going back to discipleship, like as in... Uh, like seeker-friendly church. That's yes, thing. yeah, you know, yeah. Right. And just going back to the biblical model of discipleship and making disciples and, and pouring out and teaching the word. And, you know, so that's that's kind of my journey. And then um, got me kind of looking into... Uh, what makes a disciple? Like what, I, I guess, you know, um, how do we view a disciple? Do we view it through the 21st century, the church culture, mm-hmm. or are we viewing it through first century uh, church culture, you know? So that's, I guess, that's how I ended up here. And uh, so today what we want to talk about 
I guess, is what the first century church, how they viewed it, right? How Jesus viewed it. Exactly. That sort of thing. Exactly. Um, because like you said, we, we can allow all the things that, uh, all the trappings of church yeah. that, that can confuse us as to yeah. what a disciple is. I love how you said there where you were talking about how, um, what is a disciple? Is it someone who's just involved in ministry? Is it someone who is serving? Is it, is it someone who's doing this or that? Exactly. And, and I think it's very important that we kind of drill down on that and figure out what is a disciple? What, what does it actually look like? Is it is it just being involved in church? Is it just volunteering? Or yeah. is there more to it? Well, what, what happens if we tie up our sense of discipleship in those things and we have another lockdown? Mm. Like, True. where's our purpose then? So I guess, um, and those things are great, like... I love church, you know. Yeah, I'll fill in anywhere <laughs> if you need me. But uh, I love church. I love coming to church on Sunday. But you I just keep, think it's not. You keep trying to get on camera, and I'm like, "Hey, bro, I, you know." Yeah, yeah, my kids are already. already they're way <laughs> better than me. They're way better than me. If I jump on the camera now, they'll show me up like on the camera. So they're way better. I leave it to them. But um, yeah, so I guess um, that's that's the start of the journey. I think is like, you know, we're, we're told in in Matthew to. Um, go make disciples of all nations, right? Uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all things, right? And so we're called to make disciples, but what does a disciple look like? What does that mean? You know, I think of it as like a recipe. Like me personally, like I'm terrible. I'm, you give me a cookbook, mm-hmm. and I, I, it'll, I, it, it won't turn out the way it's supposed to turn out. I don't know why, but I'm a visual <laughs> person. I'll, I I watch like YouTube. If I want to cook something, I watch yeah. a YouTube clip, and I can see them doing it. Yeah, me too, bro. That's what yeah, 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 sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's why I'm just terrible at. So I guess you're not good with uh, IKEA furniture. Um, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. My brother's my brother growing up would put all the furniture together he's five years <laughs> younger than me he's a he's a stage producer now he builds stages for movies oh, so yeah, that yeah. he yeah that's yeah. his gift but just name dropping your brother <laughs> yeah just name dropping him yeah. <laughs> please pray for him he's not saying <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so like i have to see like uh, me personally i'm a visual person so i have to see yeah. what they're doing and i can follow it really easily and and do we know what a disciple looks like or mm. is it uh, close to a first century disciple um, and so that's where the journey starts is first knowing what is a disciple um, and actually maybe even going back before that is how important is discipleship mm-hmm. how important like we just we, we kind of sometimes we approach it really casually like people come with special disciple then but um, I often um, and this is something that I learned out of that conference. I never looked at this scripture and t- this way until that conference was in um, the Gospel of John, right? Okay. Chapter 17. I'm not going to read the whole whole scripture, but I will break it down some yep. points in it. Um, but John chapter 17, verse 6 to 19, it's one of Jesus' final prayers mm-hmm. in the garden, right? Okay. Before he's arrested. Before he's, um, you know, punished and, and and all of that. So, and it dawned on me that, um, you know, when you're on your deathbed, like uh, the most important things in life matter. Like mm. you start thinking and pondering on them. Nothing mm. puts life in perspective more than death. Yeah, and it's and and obviously he knew that his time with, with them was was coming to an end. Like typically, we point at you already referenced it, Matthew twenty eight nineteen. We t- point to Acts one. It's like these are his final. Yeah, you know, these are his final words before he ascends. Yeah, but he knew days and weeks before that what was happening. You know where he was going, what was what was going to be going on. So. Yeah, it makes sense to to have a look at that if if yeah. that's one of his final. Well, I've 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 had conversations, you know, with many people. I remember having a conversation with a brother who had been diagnosed um, with cancer, terminally ill. He was in the hospital, 
Um, and he, he only had a few days to live. And um, he passed away maybe 10 years ago. Mm. Um, attended POS, um, a Fijian brother. And um, I remember sitting down having a conversation with him. It was just me and him in the room. And he had a powerful preaching ministry. Um, uh, but, it, but when he moved to Australia, he, he got a really good paying job. And and through that job, he would bless people in Fiji and, and fly them over for like events, turning point, and all these. He would bless them, and they would go back to Fiji, empowered, equipped, and uh, affect Fiji. And um, and when I was with him, his final few days, he would share to me. He would say he felt like that was his calling, but now that in the situation that he was in, he regretted it. Like he, he wished that he had spent more time in his own ministry mm. and preaching the gospel. And that really was a moment. I think that's one of the first moments where I've seen someone so close to death and really reflecting on what mattered most to him, mm. you know? And this is what I feel like when I read John 17 is Jesus knows what's about to happen. And this final prayer is a prayer about something that is very, very important to him, mm. which is he prays for his disciples. Right. And he not only prays for them, but he's having this conversation with God where he is reflecting on the task that God gave him with the disciples. And, you, and when I break down certain aspects of this prayer, I really have a better understanding of what it means to make a disciple mm. because he's praying about it. Right. Like this is the most candid conversation around this. You, ne you never hear him kind of have this conversation with God about his disciples until this time in the garden. Mm -hmm. So it's very revealing of how important discipleship was or is to Jesus. Right. You know, and I, and I found a lot of kind of um, – it's it spoke to me like, um, yeah, powerfully because again, Jesus, in a way, he's facing death. He knows what's coming, and this simply just highlights how important discipleship is to him. Yeah, and and you know he knows that that he's about to go, yeah. and and he's going to leave these disciples, and yeah, they're going to be empowered with the Spirit, but. There also has to be like, man, did I, did I get everything to them? Like, mm. did I impart everything? Mm. You know, did, are they ready? Are they because because these are the ones that are going to change the world. And, exactly. And if and if they weren't ready, then the world goes unchanged. Exactly. This is a massive, massive part of of Jesus' ministry. Huge part of his ministry and vital and. You know, again, yeah, like you said, like who's going to propagate the gospel afterwards? You know, um, well, the only reason we know about his ministry is, is because of his exactly, disciples. exactly. Right. He didn't write anything. Exactly. So it's true. Yeah, there was just a lot of kind of um, again. I, I won't read the whole portion of scripture, but there are some very key points I find in it. Do you want me to get Stefan to read it? He loves he loves reading scripture. Um, yeah, I don't know. If you're uh, okay. I, 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 <laughs> I was he like, hates it. You hate you hate reading scripture. I feel I feel I feel like you could set the tone. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah, okay. He hates he hates it when I put him on the spot in in each episode. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't have to read it then. Yeah. Um, but you read it. I, I, I'm not going to read the whole thing because. Um, yeah, I don't want to take too long on your podcast in case your camera runs out of battery. But um, King James, please. Uh, yeah. Just King James. I think this is a new King James. This version. is a King James only podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I guess uh, I'll just highlight some some points around um, around discipleship and and some of the things that Jesus highlighted um, in in one of his last prayers. But uh, again, like John seventeen. 16 to 19, just verse 6, you know, he says, I have manifested your name to the men whom you've given me out of the world. And that was important for God, for Jesus to, to manifest the power of God in their lives. And 
I know that might like to us who's been serving God, you know, for a number of years. That might, that, that's a given. Yeah, mm-hmm. disciple should. Exp- but I didn't come out of this. Like I wasn't brought up in this yeah. truth. I was brought up a Catholic, mm. um, and I was taught. Um, you 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 grew up Catholic as well. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, yeah. I was. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he didn't come. He didn't come into the church till nineteen. Yeah, nineteen. So. Oh, wow. Um. Yeah. Well, I was brought up Catholic. Went to all the the schools, and I'm not. I'm not. Um, knocking the church. You know, I. They they taught me a lot. Right. Know, and I, I learned. And they built a foundation, but I feel like yeah, I knew I went to a certain place, so, and then God had to take me further in my walk with God, but. Yeah. I learned all the stories about, you know, the resurrection. I learned, you know, Genesis one one, you know, um, but the story of creation. I, I I knew all of that the the day of Pentecost, but I never experienced it. Right. I never experienced it. I just they were just stories to me. Did I believe in them? Yeah, because I was brought up that way. I believed in God, but I never had a personal experience with God and. When I received the gift of the Holy Ghost when I was 21, back in 2000 and, um, oh man, you do the calculations and figure out my age. 2018. 2000 and, uh, yeah, 2018. 2018. Um, <laughs> wow. Young lamb. Yeah, as soon as, I, as soon as I received the gift of the Holy Ghost, it just, the, the word of God just came alive. You know what I mean? Like I've, I was like, if that's true, it's all true. You know, um, just through that experience. But, we can't take that for granted. Like, you know, we, we become accustomed to it. But the people that we're discipling coming out of a world where they've never experienced the power of God. It's like when I'm nine times out of ten, when I'm praying someone through the Holy Ghost, at, you know, at the altar, I, I, they've got a look on their face, like they're feeling the presence of God, but they don't know how to process that. Yeah. You know, and we've got to... Remember that, you know, right. the, the people that we're discipling aren't, haven't, you know, they didn't experience the power of God on a day to day. We want them to experience right. the power of God on a day to day. That's what separates us from all the other churches, to be honest, yeah. Yeah. is a manifestation of the power of God. Because there are people that have dedicated their lives to God, served Him for like 60, 70, 80 years, never seen a miracle. Wow. What? Do you know what I mean? So, I think this is such an important point you're bringing out here because yeah. oftentimes we will um, will relegate discipleship to teaching a Bible study, yeah, or you know taking them through a discipleship course. Yeah, we right. even label it discipleship course. Yeah, and so discipleship is about teaching. Yeah, and and we tend to pigeonhole it into that. And you're saying from the from the outset, you're saying, and Jesus is saying that. It's not just about teaching. It's not just about saying do's and don'ts and this is what we believe and this is what we don't believe. But they have to experience the presence and the power of God. Exactly, exactly. You know, um, in fact, you know, that's what kind of started my journey in, 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 you know, God using me in certain areas because I would get frustrated at reading the Bible. I'm like, well, if we're born-again believers... And we're living this, and we teach. We should be experiencing this, mm. and um, and yes, and I, and I feel like there's so many, so many missed opportunities in the kingdom of God because we don't have that mindset of, you know, where we just go through the motions sometimes in our walk with God. So I th- that's a disciple. If it, like, you can't say you're a disciple of Jesus and not experience the supernatural. It's yeah, Jesus is a supernatural. Like, how can you? You can't just by mm. default by walking with Jesus. You've got to see the the power of God. But a lot of people don't see it. So then, are you a disciple of Jesus? Because it's impossible to walk with Jesus and not see the power of God. Mm. You can't. It's just His nature. And sometimes we like settle for the entry level supernatural. Like exactly. We forget sometimes that. You know, having your sins washed away in baptism is supernatural. Exactly, being filled with the Spirit is supernatural. Yeah, but yeah. sometimes we get satisfied with just that, and yeah. we have that experience, and then okay, that's about all that I need, and, yeah. and there's so much more. Yeah. Oh, there's so much more, man! Like seeing the transformation in someone's life, mm-hmm. seeing a drug addict, you know, just give up, give up drugs like that, gambler, just give up gambling like that. Mm. People that someone that was bad with their finances. 
buy a house or something, you know what I mean? Like that's, these things are miracles, you know. We've got to see the transformation power of, of Jesus. And if we are tr- a true disciple, you can't be a disciple. You can't claim to walk with Jesus without seeing that. You know, I, I'm like, uh, I'd, it was actually because of your podcast. So a couple of months ago, led church prayer, mm-hmm. right? And I led church prayer and 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 so people are praying. And I ended that church prayer a little bit differently to I really stepped out in faith, bro. <laughs> I really stepped out in faith because I remember I was actually listening to your podcast with uh, Brother Hoffman that day. Oh, yeah. And I remember him saying, More people receive the the Holy Ghost on our Monday prayer meeting than Sunday. Mm. And that was just so that night, it was a f- the Friday night, um, I was like, I'm gonna end this a little bit differently. Um, the Lord was prompting me, laying things on my heart, and I was like, I'm going to take a step of faith. <laughs> Please, uh, I'll just pray, God, just move. And God filled three people with the gift of the Holy Ghost that night, which is, I know it doesn't always happen, but I was like wanting to see that. All right. I really wanted to see the power of God manifested in that prayer meeting. Like I wasn't satisfied with you know, just going through the motion. And, that so just, and sorry, that, that that doesn't just stop with you. There's others that maybe went there that night and yeah. saw it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I spoke to some people afterwards. They were like, "Man, I was so inspired." Right. I, I, and I was transparent with them. I said, "Ah, oh, bro, I wasn't so confident." You know, I yeah. just, Lord, the Lord was laying some things in my heart. I was like, "Lord, I'm going to do this." Yeah. I just pray that you, you yeah, just yeah. show up, and He did. He showed up, but there again, like I wanted to. I remember I was in. Um, I was in East Timor, 2016, and I was preaching at a youth um, conference there. And uh, during a service, um, during the altar call, I went to pray someone through the gift of the Holy Ghost. And just as she's about to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, she just started manifesting and on the ground. And she was saying all these things to me in English. And then after everything settled, I realised later she couldn't speak a word of English. Um, I had to speak to her through a translator. She didn't know what was going on. She described to me what was going on. I knew that it was, you know, obviously the enemy was trying to hold her back from something God wanted to um, bless her with. But there was this couple who had just just been coming to the church for about a month, young. And they were like, they were freaked out. And so I, was, I went up to talk to them and... Uh, they were just like, what is this? I haven't seen this. <laughs> I was like, look, I know that can be scary. You can even, you know, you could freak out and leave this place. Or that could be a sign that God's here and the devil's not happy. Mm. You know what I mean? Because you should see, you know, you're, if, you, if you're walking with God, if you're walking in the power of God, right. you're going to upset, you know, the kingdom of darkness. You're going to upset that and you're going to see that. So the, hopefully that, that, that it looked like a spectator gave him understanding. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was interesting. I was just trying to spin that so they wouldn't walk away. But they did, you know, it dawned on them, you know what, maybe, yeah, you're right. Like something's different. Otherwise we wouldn't, we just have a normal church service. But, um, yeah, they really spoke to them. Wow, that that's powerful, bro. Amen, bro. It's, and it's, I, I guess it just highlights the, the point again, you know, with, with, um, if we're walking with Jesus, then you know, just by default, we've got to experience the power of God. Mm. Of God, you know, just that's His nature, you know, yeah. to move in that way. So, yeah, I guess, um, um, you know, that point there where, where Jesus is very, you know, that was a, a, a task that was given to him that he had to manifest. You know, and he brought that out. At yeah, the, exactly. At the start, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so that's. What a disciple should look should look like should be walking in the power of God. Um, you know, Jesus also in, in that verse in verse six he says, um, "They were uh, they were yours." Like he he says about you know, they, they were gods. They were yours. These are your chosen one. You gave them to me. Like mm. think of that. Like they, they weren't just like some four men that he just like, they weren't just random. They, no, they were gods. Yeah. God gave them. Um, those disciples, you know, and he says, and they have kept your word, you know, and and, and I guess that area of teaching Bible studies, that's very important, Mm -hmm. you know, and having a spiritual discipleship, not just teaching them because, 
it's just something that we do, you know, to new converts. Or no, like really treat this person as someone that God gave you. Yeah, man, that's profound. Honestly, you know? uh, it makes me want to preach, like preach yeah. a message. About that. <laughs> honestly, that is profound. Like, Amen. Yeah. You know, they're not just people that that Jesus discovered while he was walking around. Yeah. They weren't just fishermen. They weren't just tax collectors. But these were men that, and and, and the other disciples as well. Mm. But the 12 in particular, these were men that, that God gave to him to disciple. And and if, if we would view the people that we're discipling, the people that we're coming in contact with, that these are actually, they've been given to us yeah. by God. These are gifts. Yeah. And then it's up to us to to work with that, work with what God has given us. Amen, amen. It's powerful. And I think, yeah, we, sometimes we could... Um, you know, just go through the motion and, you know, there's another person that signed up for a Bible study and I'll just teach them for the sake of teaching them because I'm not, you know, but it's important to look at everyone that we're discipling as people that God has given us. Now, whether or not they walk away, that's not, but God has opened up that door and given us an opportunity to impart into their lives Mm -hmm. and give them the word of God, teach them the word of God. You know, know, we're, we're trying to get them to, to, to trust in God, you know, this person who, you know, may have been an atheist or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're trying to teach them the word of God and get them to to to, to trust in God, you know. And um, and uh, I think that's why it's important as well. Sometimes I'm, I, people that I, I teach Bible studies to, I kind of, you know, I hear their stories. I know that when I'm teaching the word of God, I can weave the word of God into their story. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and make it alive to them, and that's really important. Um, but again, like just viewing um, disciples like that, you know, someone that God has given us, you know, and again, we we can't control, you know, we can't control the 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 ground that the seed falls on, but we're just called to to to, to sow. We're just called to sow, and. Um, yeah, so it's very important, I guess, with teaching the Word of God. You know, I, I, again, I, I look over the Disciple Makers Department and, and we focus on the foundational. I want to build a good foundation for that person. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure they're here for life, you know, living for God and fulfilling their purpose, you know, serving yeah. God for the rest of their lives. So it's, that foundation is important. And we yeah. touched on that a bit in the, our last episode with you, like why that is so important to you because of your background, you know, where, oh, yes. where you came into church for a bit and then you didn't really have that strong foundation, no. you left no. and then you end up coming back and, and then did establish that. And exactly, that's exactly. So it's it's vital, man. It's vital. So, yeah, I can personally, you know, those that heard my testimony, I can testify of how important um, building that, that foundation in the Word of God is, you know, especially when you go through struggles and, and tough times, you know. Um, I guess Luke, Luke 6 likens uh, a person that, that builds their walk on the word of God is someone that's building a house on a strong foundation, you know. When the elements come against it, it will still stand. And that's what we want, you know. There's so many things in this world that's, so many things that they're battling, people are battling when they first come to God. Friends, family, you know, that might, you know, might not agree with, you know, the new found faith. You know, there's all these things, their workplace, uh, all these things. So it's very important to, to build that. These disciples, these people have been given to us. God gave them to us, but for us to teach them the word of God, you know. So, um, yeah, so that was what makes a disciple, you know, well, you know, understanding how important a disciple is, you know, the precious souls. And we have a responsibility, you know. Jesus said, uh, "They kept your word. I gave yeah. them your word." Um, and the yeah. only, yeah, like you said, the only way they could have kept his word is if Jesus had given it to him through exactly teaching through the through the years. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> I often think like, how, how how many Bible studies did he give them about you know his persecution and his you know his crucifixion and his resurrection, and they still missed the points. <laughs> still missed the point. <laughs> You know, but um, yeah, we just. Can't I can't be. T- I can't be too quick to judge on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How many times? Yeah. It only shows you have to be consistent. Yeah. You know? Well. Yeah. Definitely. So. True. Yeah. So. This is key. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So understanding, uh, you know, how important these these disciples are. Um, you know, uh, 
They're very precious. So um, another thing that stood out to me in the in his prayer in verse seven, he says, "Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you." Disciples got to know how to discern what's from God. Mm. You know that's why what we do, you know, in the discipleship process, especially with teaching Bible studies, that's why it's vital. You know, helps helps a, a, a disciple discern what is from God, especially now. In this day and age, where there's so many voices, there's so many teachers, there's so many um, uh, self-professed prophets. You know, we've got to know what the word of God is to be able to discern, especially in this. And I think about it like, think about what the what the truth has to had to endure just to stay the truth, mm. just to stay pure. You know, just the the. The times that the emperors that mm. try to destroy religion and destroy Christian, you know the, you know the the books that these words were kept in that, you know stood the test of time, nature and you know storms and and floods, you know the things that made you know, those Dead Sea Scrolls what they had to endure. Like it's just amazing that, and then we have access to these Bibles now, and sometimes like leave them just laying around. Mm. You know, and I'm guilty of that too. You know, I'm convicted with that too. I I watch, you know, I watch a a video of um, s- school children in China opening up Bibles like crying, mm. crying. Mm. You know, and I just think to myself, man, we have so many Bibles in my bookshelf. That, you know. yeah. But um, yeah, so teaching them the Word of God is important. In not only just teaching them the Word of God, but so they can discern what's of God. If you want this. Pure truth to go on to the next generation. We've got to make sure that we're not only teaching them what's what is of God, but what is not of God. Mm. You know, it's absolutely vital in 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 making a disciple. Disciples got to know the difference. You know, you've got to be able to discern um, the difference. So, yeah, um, I guess another another. Another point of um, of the prayer, um, you got to really read the whole prayer. Read the prayer. You know what you do is you lock yourself up in a room, turn off the lights, have a one light on <laughs> to read the word, um, and just try to imagine imagine what it would be like in the in the garden as Jesus is praying these things. You know, he says, you know, in verse ten, he says. And all mine are yours, and yours are mine to God, and I am glorified in them. In a disciple, Jesus is glorified. In a disciple, mm. are you being glor? Is Jesus being glorified? I am glorified. If Jesus is not being glorified in a disciple, then you're not a disciple of Jesus Christ. Everything, your whole life is going to glorify God. You know your 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 family. Um, you know your the way you. Yeah, you behave at work, you know, very easily. Um, you can, I don't know, sometimes I feel so carnal when I'm, my footy team's losing, you know what I mean? Uh, it's very easy, state of origin, three, two. Uh, what happened there? I don't know. It's all uh, see? See forgetfulness, um, but... I think, it, I think it's next week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we only look to the future on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> amen, amen. So, <laughs> I just... Um, you know, our life is going to glorify God. Is someone's life glorifying God? Um, you know, that's a. It's uh, is it glorifying God? Uh, you know, outside of Sundays. Yeah. Very easy that's to key. you know come in Sunday, and um, again, if if our idea of a disciple is like how involved they are in church and that, that can be deceiving if you're not walking the walk. Um, you know, and from I think Monday. that harkens back to your original point, which is so important. When we're comparing the twenty a twenty first century disciple to a first century, we got to make sure that our twenty first century disciples, yeah, we might have extra stuff that's added on as far as service and volunteering that sort of thing, but they need to they need to be in line mm-hmm. with 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 this prayer. Mm-hmm. They need to be in line with what Jesus considers a disciple. It doesn't matter what I consider a disciple, but it matters what Jesus considers a, a disciple. And Wiki made that point when we had him on. We were talking about mentorship. In discipleship, and um, we were, I was, he's remember when he like la- he laid it out at the beginning, and I was like trying right. to uh, figure out 
if they were the same, like right. if mentoring someone was the same as discipling someone. Mm-hmm. And he made a really good point. He said, well, actually, disciples aren't disciples of you. They're disciples of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That Whereas, is true. As a mentor, you're a, a leader. You're, you're trying to help them and guide them and direct them. But ultimately, they're disciples of Jesus. So if Jesus doesn't, if you're... Um, definition of a disciple doesn't line up with what Jesus defines. Exactly. And it's not. And And that's what I actually love about um, Brother Shaw's teaching um, uh, on church work. Mm -hmm. Because he's doing, because he is focusing on that as followers. He's focusing on leading people to Jesus and be followers of Jesus. And if, if you hear a lot of his teaching, he's about well, getting people to hear the voice of God for themselves, you know, um, and and that is that is important. Yeah, we're disciples of of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, we should have our own relationship with Him. Um, I, I guess I'm I'll always come back to this, but like, just in terms of when God's um, kind of prompted me to do certain things, um, and especially around altar work and that, like all that stuff, I learned from Jesus, like. Because I had no mentors in that area, actually. Mm. Um, I didn't know who to ask, like, or I didn't, f- there was no one I was drawn to. So, like, G- Jesus would teach me all those things. I, I literally felt, feel like that part of my journey is uh, I'm sitting at the feet of Jesus mm. and he's teaching me. You know, every time God uses me in a certain area um, where I see a manifestation of his power, I'm always going back to his feet and reflecting debriefing with him and going back and forth. Oh, Lord, I felt this. And Well, I guess the challenge for you then is it's your job to now impart that exactly. to others, especially when it comes to altar work and, yeah. and that sort of stuff. You you have a responsibility to impart that. Exactly. And that's part of the discipleship process is impartation. That's what Jesus is saying. He's, he's saying that I've imparted all mm-hmm. these things unto them. There was that process of impartation. And... Um, yeah, and you know, um, getting back to what you're talking about with with Brother Shaw, it, yeah, the fact that he talks about follower centric leadership—that's mm. what Jesus was doing. Yeah, his 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 leadership wasn't about him. Yeah, but it was about the followers. It was mm. about the disciples. Because why? Because he knew that he was going to go. Exactly. And and we see it here in this prayer. He's he's going. If he's not, if he's not invested in these followers, then. It's gonna fall apart. Exactly. Exactly. To um, imagine that. Imagine a a world where Jesus didn't disciple anyone. (laughs) Yeah. And 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 he just wanted people to look after him and just imagine like where would we be today? We wouldn't be here. Mm. You know. Yeah. But so that's that's impartation is important, and that's what discipleship is. And, And I love that point. And you said, Brother Wiki said, yeah, we are disciples of Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess the the, the last, um, uh, you know, point, I guess, in that prayer that we, and this is where I think um, we're getting better at this. Mm. You know, we're getting better at this. But it says in verse 8, as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them in the world. He didn't say I have sent. He didn't say I have also sent them into a church to warm a pew and sit there and be comfortable for the rest of their life. No, he sent them in the world. So I'm just. I, I guess it just implies obviously being active mm. for the kingdom of God, you know. And um, and um, I've you know I, everyone that I teach a Bible study to. Um, Man, I'm I'm drilling them from the beginning. Oh no, maybe not from the first lesson. Maybe, <laughs> maybe from the maybe from the third of if they come back like you know fourth lesson. I think okay, they can they can, they can you know, I can it give out, it to them. Yeah. And I and I'm drilling them, man. Like I'm like I'm not teaching you this so that you can warm a church pew. I'm teaching you this because I believe God has called you and He's going to use you to teach others. And I'm building that expectation. Mm. Just keep building that expectation. And as we get to, like, if we're doing life studies and we're doing lesson, you know, lesson 15 and 16, I'm like, all right, I hope you're thinking about who you're going to – I'm telling you, can you think of someone that that needs a Bible study? 
you don't have to tell me the name and they just think whether well, they reach out to them mm. i said and, and making sure that we're there to support them we're here to, you know, i'm not going to just send you out there and you just do it all you, we're here if you, whatever you need we will support you we will support you and make sure that you would do what God's called you to do, which is make disciples. We're all called to make disciples in some way, even if it's just make you know discipling your own family. You know, we're all called to make disciples. So, I'm 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 letting them know from the beginning, not from the beginning, maybe lesson four. <laughs> I'm letting them know that once we finish this, we're here to help you. You're gonna start teaching. So build that expectation, and a lot of the times they do. They just get into teaching. Because that's that's that is one of the, I guess the flaws of that, that twenty first century mindset is like, once we're well, okay, I've done the Bible, I'm grounded. Oh, just I'll stay within the confines of this church where it's safe. Right. I'm like, no, you've got to go out. <laughs> you know, you've got to reach the community that you've come out from. You know, but you got to be wise. You obviously got to set your boundaries. You know, um, I'm not telling you to go teach a Bible study at your local pub. You know what I mean? You, but you got to be wise. Like your community, like a lot of times Jesus healed a lot of people in the Bible and they wanted to follow Jesus and said, no, go back to your family. Mm. Go back to your family and, and disciple them. Go tell them everything that I've done, you know. So um, Yeah, you can't, you can't be a passive disciple maker. Exactly. It requires action. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And this is where I think this is the part where we, we stumble a lot because oh, we're just happy to keep, keep them in church. And we're happy that they're they're here and they're serving. That's great, and they're serving in God. Uh, they're serving God, but but then again, the church culture, um, you know, and this a lot of this come from you know just that the conference again about you know sometimes we can get so busy in church we have no time to disciple other people, you know. So it's just in making sure that we we set aside or we, we, we give that space for our saints to disciple someone and, and we let them know that they were there to support them but also let them know, like, we're here to work, man. Mm. Like, we're here to work for the kingdom of God. We're here to work for the kingdom, you know. No, you know, they're not getting paid, but you know, but our reward is, yeah, of course, it was. <laughs> our reward, you know, uh, we, we have a, we were laying up our treasures in heaven, yeah. you know, but while we're here on earth, like, We've got to get to work, you know, and we do that through the discipleship. We're teaching people the word of God and also, you know, teaching them to observe all things. They've got to see us live, mm. you know, they've got to watch us and they've got to observe from us um, you know, how to live for God. That's a, that's a very good point that discipleship requires hard work as well. Yeah. And I guess you can kind of gauge how well of a disciple maker you are, right? If, if, yeah. If you're kind of you can kind of gauge if you're taking it easy. And yeah, yeah. You, you're also there to, you know, in Sam's boot camp, Sam's yeah, discipleship yeah. boot camp. Right? <laughs> you're, you're there to instill uh, that, you know, or, or gauge their uh, yeah. level of in um, uh, of whether or not they're you know, doing the work in order to, to reach out to others. And, and no one's going to, you're you only know, you know, whether or not you're doing enough. Yeah. You know, like we're in church. No one's going to be like, hey, bro, are you teaching Bible stuff? Oh, bro, you got to do more, like, on your back all the time. No, yeah. you know within yourself, am I doing what God's called me to do? Yeah. Am I making a disciple? Am I investing in one person? And sometimes that's the thing about discipleship. We get overwhelmed thinking of the whole world. Just reach one person at a time. Just one person at a time. Yeah. You don't know how, you know, um, what can come out of that, you know? I, I'm teaching a Bible study now. We, uh, it was, I was only originally supposed to teach two people. That Bible study turned into five people, you know? Um, so just teach one person at a time. Just see where the Lord takes it, you know? But I guess, like, you know, because I, I always think, because 21st century, the way we look at it, sometimes a whole... Um, attention is on Sunday service As in like that's that's it And then we all go home Do our thing I've always felt like Sunday service It should be this Like it should be a, a, a day of celebration Of what God has done during the week mm. In the lives of everyone You know um, People that you're discipling People that have given their life to God During the week You know um, And I think I think w- I think we're heading back towards that, back to basics, you know what I mean? Discipleship 
impartation is the only biblical model we have. Yeah. You know, and God's designed it that way. So, um, yeah, I th- I think it's a celebration of what God has done during the week through the people of God, through those who you know are already disciples and are discipling others, and it's also that opportunity for someone to enter into exactly discipleship. Exactly, I I I believe. I went to a church once, right, where I know that I know the discipleship process, um, and I know that they're on point with the discipleship process. And there was a, f- I, f- I felt this overwhelming presence of God when I walked in, like, of satisfaction, of like, God was satisfied, mm. God was happy with what they were doing. It was wow. so powerful. It it was so tangible and i was like you know because of what they're doing during the week not not just of sunday but what they're doing during the week so i believe yeah it's you know something you're fighting against church culture some churches it's easier to change the culture than others mm-hmm. um but yeah i, I believe uh, yeah we've got to know what we're we're trying to push those people with this up we've got to know you know what the finished product looks like or what we're aiming for yeah. in order to push them in that direction. Mm. And sometimes we don't know what we're aiming for. And, and that's why I think this discussion is so key because it sort of draws people to an actual passage where Jesus is talking about the result of discipleship. Mm. And then it's giving people an opportunity to gauge, okay, the processes that we're doing now, does, is this in line with what Jesus is expecting? Oh. Um, I, I, I've learned so much from from this conversation yeah, with you, hopefully, bro. Yeah. Hopefully, your listeners has got something out of that. Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah. I'm sure they did. Do you got any parting words as we wrap up here? Um, yeah, I just just want to encourage everyone. You know, um, I think that's that that is probably touching on that same point that you you touched on. I think that's they can get lost sometimes about we are disciples of Jesus. Mm. So, um, you know, there's. There's things that the Bible um, kind of lays out for us, and and you know, it's there's no it's black and white. There's also a lot of nuances, you know, that that I believe that comes with, with just sitting at the feet of Jesus. So I just want to encourage you know um, your listeners out there, we're disciples of Jesus Christ, and I think that's that's a that's a great point, you know, and you know, seek after His face, seek after understanding in his word you know to get a better understanding of who jesus is and seek after the power of god you know um try god and um and see what he can do in your life